please don't have that be the intro either. <laughs> bum me out. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Tools for Pools, the pool boy of internet podcasting. So, guys, <laughs> uh, how is everyone? What has everyone, everyone been up to? It's been ages since we last recorded, so yeah, there's probably quite a lot. Uh, yeah. Brett, you've done exciting stuff, so you can go first. Okay. Um, so, I was just in Montana for... Actually, back it up two seconds. I finished filming <laughs> for the Cutlass. Yep. So that video is going to go out soon. I'm super excited about that because it is just a devastating piece of steel. It weighs way too much and it is completely ridiculous, but I love it. (laughs) Um, Then uh, just a few days after I finished filming that, I went to Montana with Jim and we went to a Power Hammer education weekend with Brent Bailey, super talented blacksmith. Uh, led the class, and this guy is collecting power hammers. The The owner of the land is collecting power hammers. I think he has something like 20 or 30 on on his property. That's and awesome. so we got to uh, learn how power hammers work. Um, got to attempt to build a few things. I squashed a lot of metal and did a really <laughs> bad job for the first day. And then uh, I actually got a lot of, of one-on-one time with Brent because people were off doing other things. And so I got yeah. to watch the entire process of him making a four pound ax head. I that saw that. came That's out awesome. Yeah. It was mind numbing how beautiful that thing looked at the end. Like, yeah. It looks like it got drop forged out of a, you know, a factory, but yeah. he just, he knows how to move steel and it was really impressive. I made a few things while I was there. Um, I'll hopefully be able to throw a video of, uh, about that soon. Uh, and then today has just been nothing but dealing with the wonderful people that are uh, ordering stuff from me. So I've been spending most of today prepping stuff to ship out. So awesome. it's really good. And then I'm going to go to the shop after this and, and beat up some metal. Nice. I must right. ask, though, because um, I saw uh, like half the people that went on to this uh, thing. I'm already following on Instagram. And I saw a lot of photos of the... Um, the power hammers and that and i mean firstly i'm massively jealous that this guy's got so many power hammers just sat there doing nothing but it looked like the ones that you guys were using were on pallets and i know that can't be right but it's it's not and everyone was aware of that yeah but the this is a very new thing that the guy is is trying to develop to have an area in the united states where you can come and learn a handful of different types of power hammers, learn a little bit more about the history of them and the background. Yeah. He's got some really, really unique ones that are, you know, it's one of 10 that exists yeah. on the planet, you know, let alone it runs. Every single yeah. one there turns on, runs. Yeah. It may not function perfectly, but, but we went through every single one of them. That's awesome. And so he's trying to develop an area for people to come and educate themselves because it's not a typical thing that everyone can yeah. just go out and buy a hammer, no questions asked. You know, you'd rather maybe spend a little bit of money, travel to this guy's place, get some education because he's going to host a few events a year, yeah. and and then make a decision. You know, from there yeah. going forward, we got to play with the pneumatic one. It you know it's more regulated. It hits square. It's it's nice yeah. and spelt, and it doesn't have a big footprint, but it doesn't hit very hard. 
It just hits yeah. super consistent. The little giant that we were on was a 250 pound, maybe. Oof, it, nice. It was terrifying, and I yeah. totally <laughs> destroyed the first hammer that I tried to make. Um, yeah. And they didn't even have, they had a 400 pound Baudry. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't, it was the only one that wasn't hooked up. Yeah. So everything that's on pallets are, they're on pallets because he still hasn't finalized the footprint of everything. Yeah. They'll eventually all get bolted down. and. That's awesome. It's yeah. It was really amazing, man. It was yeah. I have to admit, I'm I'm very like thankful that that was a weird opportunity, and I'm very very happy. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm I'm following Brent anyway. So if uh, if he starts advertising that he's doing courses um, next year or something, I might have to try and check one of them out if I can afford it. Because, like I say, just going on and just going around and just seeing the like that many pa- working power hammers would be worth the trip out there. But actually getting to forge on some of them would be awesome yeah but um cool so what, is, what have you guys been doing oh if you not to um yeah so since the last time we recorded um i was kind of like stuck in work Um we had a big pitch at work <clears> so it was all kind of all hands on deck Um but we won we won the pitch which is great uh, it means you can relax um, hey. but it's also got some, means some awesome new work coming in um, and since then i've basically been starting to get stuff ready for maker fair yeah. So that's coming up in like fucking a month now. It's really crept up on us. This yeah. year oh is God, like disappearing. It's so close. I know, it's nuts. Um, Maker Central's right around the corner. Yes, I it know. is. <laughs> Everything's kind of coming together. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so I've been. Um, so the plan of what me, Joe, and Sophie are going to do is is we're going to try to make like a stall where kids can come and build their own toys. And it's all going to be free. Um, and basically, they can take the toy away at the end of the day if they want, or we're going to set up some equipment so they can film it or maybe take some photographs and stuff like that. Yeah. And just kind of try and influence them in the way that we tell stories with our channels. So it's kind of like telling our YouTube story, but with a way that they can make something that's also a little bit kind of, you know, appealing to kids as well. Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, one of the ideas is these zombie toys where basically everything is kind of built out of old unwanted toy parts um, and uh, I've got a load of parts which is um, really fantastic and it's basically about um, trying to get them to stick together the parts so I was thinking you know do you put velcro on all the pieces um, do you put some sort of fastener like a ball joint you know yeah. like toys like action figures have kind of ball joints uh, and then he was looking into magnets and I thought magnets would be kind of the, the coolest way to do it and also yeah. like because Maker Faire is kind of a lot about engineering and about science. Um, it's it seemed like a really nice fit for Maker Faire to use magnets. Yeah. Um, so I've, it, I've been I've been researching kind of all the different kinds you can get and all the sort of um, the pulls and the strengths that you'd need for the different <clears> toy parts. Uh, and then I even started like approaching some manufacturers who would be willing to donate some. Yeah. For because it's going to be like a charity thing. Yeah. That's so good. That's and then awesome. the second I mentioned it, every single supplier was like, "Nope." Really? Can't, can't give magnets to kids. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. They're like, we don't oh, supply... eat them? Basically, if a kid swallows a magnet and it gets in their intestines, uh, like it can basically... So it's totally fucked. So yeah. that's like neodymium magnets, the really yeah, strong yeah. ones. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're not having them. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I was going to embed them in the toys and everything. Like, they'd be yeah. completely secure inside. But even that, they were like, the, the attraction force on it is strong enough that it can like trap fingers and cause yeah. blood blisters and stuff like that. It sounds super like nanny state, but basically this was every supplier. They were like, no, we're yeah. not. you have none yeah. of it. Um, but then they said, you can just get normal ferrite magnets, so just normal iron magnets. Yeah, You know, fill your boots with those, then they're no danger. 
Um, and kids can't swallow them because they're fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I've just been trying to find out the best sort of size ratio of these magnets that will give the best pull so we can make yeah. some fun toys that like snap together. Yeah, uh, and like it's really complicated, like all the polarities and stuff. Like when I was a kid, a magnet was like painted <laughs> red on one end and like white on the other end, and it was like north and south. Yeah, now they're all like digitally fucking printed with like different polarities and striped polarities, and it's all like really yeah. really high tech. Um, so it's, it's just working out. I've got a whole bunch of samples, and I've just been testing which ones might be the best things for, for all these little toy parts to snap together. That sounds so, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, with that though, please tell me that you're going to have uh, refuse reuse on loop in the background oh yeah well we're obviously me joe and soph are gonna have like a um uh what's it called like, not like a playlist like a showreel yeah like a showreel of uh like our kind of greatest hits but yeah, yeah maybe sl- sneaking in some kind of the some of the other makers in the community is actually a really good idea steve so i'll yeah i'll, I'll go and ask the guys if people like tom yeah would be willing for us to have some stuff on there yeah because I mean, yeah it was um so i don't i don't know if you know matt makes matthew wright yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's. I don't know if he's part of the awesome makers. Um, but basically, he's been shipping me all these all these toy parts, um, sending them to my work in like these big sort of unmarked boxes. <laughs> and they've been in the, they've been in the boot of my car for a week, and I've been driving along, and there's been these really creepy noises, and I just totally <laughs> totally forgot they're in the back of there. And there's basically like dolls and stuff in there with batteries in, like crying in the back of my car. It's freaking <laughs> me the fuck out. <laughs> I just what I just picture you walking out of like a coffee shop and there's a baby crying in the back of your trunk and just a full of people standing around it and you with your giant beard and red mohawk like get away from my car. Oi, brilliant. Leave the boot of my car alone. You don't just in this that. really tatty unmarked cardboard box. <laughs> it really does. It really is like really like shoddily taped together as well. It's like all like bending and rustling. Oh my god. Fuck but he's sending me more, so keep them coming. It's awesome. That's Steve. awesome, man. Cool. Steve, uh, update. What have I been doing? Uh, it feels like it was months since we last recorded, but it feels like I haven't done anything. Um, uh, we have the second class of the year. Um, it's getting good now. We're we're kind of still dialing in the actual um, structure of the the lessons and everything. So it's it's interesting. Um, and I'm taking over more and more of it. Uh, I think the next one, I'm pretty much just going to lead the whole thing, and Alex is just going to be milling around in the background, nice. um, which would be good. Uh, and we've got some knife courses coming up soon as well, which is going to be yeah, we have. a lot of fun. Yeah, which, Al, we discussed, you might be coming along too. Um, yeah, so that's it, I think. I don't know. Have I done? Oh, no, shit. I put out a video as well, didn't I? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Uh, yeah, uh, it was basically I went around to mum and dad's house uh, the other day, and mum had like uh, bruised her thumb because she was trying to split some kindling. Mum's and... thumb. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Uh, she was trying to split kindling and missed the log and just hit her thumb. Um, but it was so blunt that it didn't even cut her; it just bruised her thumb. Ooh. And um, and the reason she missed is because it basically it hit the wood, bounced off, and then smacked her in the thumb. So um, I had a quick look at the axe. It turns out it was a like really nice Holtzbrook um, hatchet. So it's actually quite an expensive one, and they just had it... It looked like it had been sat outside for about 20 years. Um, so I just took that home and kind of cleaned it up, sharpened it, and uh, redid the handle. And it looks like I've finally started to get the hang of, of handle making. 
because uh, this one actually came out really really nicely so I'm um, I'm quite pleased with that uh, and I think that's about it other than um, being really shit at social media and completely missing that Soph had done a a sketch of the three of us as pop vinyl <laughs> figures which was fucking awesome that was such, such a good little uh, surprise to see um, on my Instagram but yeah so that's it uh, topic boys yeah well, I, I, yeah I think I've just mostly been working but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, of, not as yeah. of one o'clock tomorrow when it's on Easter yeah I can actually get in the workshop Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I've got uh, actually tomorrow tomorrow I'm off um work and I'm doing something that I've been meaning to do for ages that Brett's already beaten me to. Uh but that's doing the uh brass finishing on hot metal, so I'm gonna give that Ooh, a try. Because nice. I've got a project that might require some of that. It's so it's so weird that that technique is pretty well known in the industry. Yeah. But since I put out the video um, I've definitely had, you know, it's it's the typical YouTube thing, right? There, mm. There's probably someone that's done whatever technique or whatever mm-hmm. project you're working on before, yeah. but that has definitely become one that people are like, oh my God, that trick is amazing. Yeah. How hot do you have to get? What is the specific degrees you have to yeah. get? I don't know. You shoot oh. fire at it, yeah. and then at, at a certain <laughs> get, point, it sticks. Get hot and it works, yeah. But I it's mean, it's such a fun technique. That's one of those really disarming things where... yeah. It seems like you'd have to have a powder coater or some kind of weird technology to it, but no, a torch and a brass brush that cost two dollars is <laughs> yeah. all it takes to get the structural integrity of steel and the look yeah. of brass. And it is yes. as so nice. I mean, I did it again <laughs> on the cutlass. Like the handguard is brassed, and it yeah. looks awesome because I left it really ugly and raw and hammered. <laughs> and it, it's like all pockmarked, you know, because the yeah. brass doesn't quite grab to everything, but it's. That's awesome, anyway, man. but yeah, I mean, uh, you'll yes, see it in the video. That. Yeah, I can't wait for that video coming out. When's that coming out? Soon. Okay, cool. Soon. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to post it here in the next couple of days. I just need some extra time to like finish. Some, yeah, some polish on the production. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah. So, topic, 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 topic. Uh, Al, do you want to um, lead into this one? Because it was Al, the uh, leader of the topics. Yeah, it's your, it's your <laughs> idea, and you can probably explain it better than I can. Only if you call them shopics. Shopics. Shopic. Right. Uh, this is a terrible idea because I, I have absolutely no concept of what this means. Um, but how can we keep things simple? So one of the key kind of um, mantras in my industry, uh, well, probably design as, as a whole, actually, but particularly in, in kind of branding, is keep it simple, stupid. So it's like, how can you cut the bullshit, you know, stop faffing around, stop adding stuff onto your thoughts and come with the the single most kind of iconic, um, distinctive idea that you can. So, Brett, you know, you always use the the classic example of the Nike swoosh. Um, You know, it's instantly recognisable mark. It's simple. It's like two lines. Um, It personifies everything that the brand is about. It it looks like it's moving. It's going upwards. You know, it's a tick. (laughs) You know, it's all positive. Um, Everything about that brand is super simple and... um, Ridiculously cheap. I think it cost Nike about forty quid to uh, to pay the designer to do that. Yeah, um, and it took forty <laughs> years for her to get any kind of money yeah, out of it. She's so. now got lots of shares in Nike, so she's she's okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, about just about simplicity and kind of, I think we're all kind of 
culprits of, of, of overcomplicating things unnecessarily. Um, I kind of do it for comedy effect, but I think I'd much rather be able to know how to do things simple. It's really hard to do things simple, basically, is the bottom line. Um, I know that sounds a bit counterintuitive, but especially at my job you know trying yeah. to do this the most simple thing is actually the, the most difficult thing because yeah. if you're if you're cluttering something and kind of smoke and mirrors you can kind of hide simplicity with with lots of complicated things and you, it kind of looks like it's like misdirection you know you can go oh, i know what i'm doing you know yeah it's really complicated i'm gonna use really long words like russell brand you know he's a fucking idiot but he uses long words to make it sound like he's clever um whereas actually you know if he could get across his argument in in one word instead of just uh you yeah, know, being obnoxious, it would be a, it'd be a, <laughs> a much better argument. Yeah. Um, oh, so I yeah, sure I hope to, he uh, doesn't listen to our podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know what he listens to other than kind of you know. Did you know I was on Sarah Marshall? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's yeah, talk about how to keep things simple. You know, because yeah. it is where we have times where we haven't. It's really easy to um, to overwork something just by going. I'm just going to do just this one little bit more, this one little bit more, this one little bit more. And all of a sudden you end up with this fucking monolith of a project that <laughs> just looks shit because you've, you've put too many bells and whistles on it and, and none of those simple, beautiful features stand out. It's like, um, uh, the, like the, the axes, for example, that we make, like we've done, um, a, a new pattern based off a, an old English pattern recently. And it is very, very simple. Yeah. It's it's not very simple to make, but look wise, it's it's a, a rectangle with a triangle stuck on it, sort of thing. It it looks really simple, but it's a really beautiful axe. It's a really nice axe to use, and it's perfect for what it does. It's not it's not overcomplicated. It's it's designed for a purpose, and that that's what it's for. Yeah. And I've seen some guys that have made axes that have that have put um, loads and loads of time and effort into making these really like complex. Damascus patterns and then forged welded a um, high carbon bit in the middle and <laughs> done this and they've got it so that it's got a huge long beard and then this that and the other and like made it this really fancy incredible bit of kit but that it's not ever going to get used and it, it because it's it's over complicated and it doesn't even look that nice because they spent so much time trying to make focusing on each individual little part they haven't looked at the thing as an overall piece yeah. and it's just become this mess of too many ideas trying to go onto a single thing and it, it looks really bad um whereas the 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 really nice simple um camp hatchet it's it's one of those things you're going to pick up and you're going to use straight away <laughs> and but the thing is you're going to pick it up and you're going to use it and then you're going to look at it and go this is actually really nice and the more you use it, the more you appreciate it, and the more you appreciate those simple little things. Whereas the the big flashy one, so you, you kind of pick it up and you go, "Wow, that's really impressive in some ways," but actually, <laughs> I don't really like it. And and the more you look at it, the less you like it, sort of thing. Um, I think that's one of the things about simplicity is it it's one of those that it can build as you look at it um, without losing anything. Yeah, and. As simplicity goes, I, I know I'm a fan of, of a lot of Japanese aesthetics, Japanese carpentry, Japanese joinery. Um, but to bring it more into my, my moving image and, and media influences, one of my favorite things about uh, simplicity or, or simple movement or simple uh, approach is 
I can't remember what movie does it that makes fun of it, but you know, Kurosawa in the Seven Samurai, the the very first battle you see is a one shot. Yeah, like yeah. samurai were meant to make a killing blow in one shot. Yeah, exactly. that's how good you were supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and even if you're dead. Yeah, and yeah. even <laughs> you know, in in a lot of movies nowadays or whatever, it's like stunts and it's. 400 different cuts in a 10 second scene you know nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. can be on screen for more than two seconds because that smoke yeah. and mirrors hiding they're not ideas michael they're special effects <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic <laughs> but Brava. but to get to get a sense that maybe more people outside of of you know carpentry or, or woodworking would would get it's like try and watch a try and watch an action flick nowadays Aside from John Wick, that's doing it very, very well. But Keanu Reeves is memorizing like 30 or 60 moves or whatever he's supposed to be. He, he like hits some record with the amount of moves that he can remember. Um, and a lot of those scenes where he's fighting are one shots. Yeah. And it's yeah. meant to be this like he's so good at executing his actions that it just and people executing people. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just very visually appealing because you get to see the entire action all the way through it's not bells and whistles and smokes and smoke and mirrors and when it comes to things like the products we produce yeah it's a visual preference thing you can add yeah. bells and whistles and everything like that but the people that do it well that really go above and beyond in the detail there is still a degree of simplicity where they know when to step away yeah and go no more yeah yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, it's funny you say about John Wick. I uh, I watched a, I, I'm pretty sure it was like a Watch Mojo or something like that about it, and um and, and there was a, a comparison there of of Keanu Reeves going around and let's say just one continuous take of him just being badass, <laughs> and then it compared it with um, a clip from Taken, where <laughs> <laughs> where um I can't remember the guy's name. Well, Liam Neeson. A, that's it. Where Liam Neeson um was jumping over a fence. And it was, I think they counted like 16 different shots, literally, of him just jumping this fence. It was like, <laughs> I have a very right. specific set of skills. <laughs> Shaky cam and quick cuts. It's <laughs> quick ridiculous. Cuts one of his kids. Yeah. It's but, to do um, two seconds of action at a yeah. time and have the editor <laughs> fix it. Yeah. I will find you. So <laughs> but, I think you both, you both made really good points there. So Steve, you're talking about kind of the simplicity and the beauty of an axe, you know, yeah, one of the most primitive, oldest tools on the planet. Yeah, uh, and Brett talking about kind of um, the samurai and, and the kind of Japanese approach to kind of purposeful, single-minded maneuvers and shots, whatever it might be. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that a lot of fucking effort didn't go into those. Oh god, yeah. So yeah, the 100%. amount of thought process that went into you know, and and you both totally nailed it because like that single sword cut of the samurai, that single blow, you know, he's practiced that for years. Yeah, and that that axe has gone through generations of of, of refinement, and and an axe an axe from five hundred years ago will will look like an axe in ten thousand years time because yeah. they've perfected it. You know, yeah. it's 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 the most ergonomic, it's the most uh, best use of wood, best use of metal. You know, the perfect weight in the hand, um, and and I think that's really important. And I think you both absolutely nailed it. It's that simple doesn't necessarily mean that, that it was easy. Yeah. to get there. Um, yeah. The end product might be simple, and the thing that kind of the viewer might see. So if we've created something, um, you know what you might be showing them or giving them could be simple in its aesthetic um, or its form, but actually the thought process is, is huge that's gone into it. Yeah, and I mean more than more than that. Like if you imagine trying to perfect example, draw a straight line, 
if you draw a perfectly straight line, how difficult is that to do freehand? Just a, a quick, boom, but nice and straight, keeping it all in line and, and everything like that. That's actually really difficult. To draw a, a wavy line that goes all over the place, yeah. piece of piss. But to draw a straight line that that does exactly, to, to just do that one thing and to do it well, is a lot more difficult than than to, to get kind of fancy with it. That On that topic, I was actually <laughs> going to say this before you even said before you can see that, but it makes a lot more sense now. Um, uh, my illustration teacher told a story about how he went to the Disney Studios back in the day when it was still hand-drawn animators, you know, yeah. in a quiet little room. Um, and they met one of uh, Walt Disney's head illustrators or something like that, or head artists. And uh, in a very similar fashion, he was talking to some of the students and my, my teacher was one of them and he goes, so how many people can draw a circle? <laughs> and like everyone raises their hands, you know, and he goes, oh, okay. And then he, he starts doing this, which, you know, for the visual listeners, yeah, you're making the motion of drawing a circle. Right. And then he takes it to the page. And this is my teacher telling me, and he draws 20 circles and they are perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like 100% an exact circle. No wobbliness, no oval, anything like that. And he goes, great. So if you can draw a circle that many times in a row, you can work here. Nice. And yeah. every, <laughs> my illustration teacher tells that story with <laughs> the most dumbfounded, awestruck look on his face. Because he goes, yeah. you don't know how difficult it actually is to be that good at drawing and your movements and your motion and your execution yeah. to draw I a mean, perfect it's, it's, circle. Not one time. But twenty times in twenty seconds in front of a group of people. Yeah, yeah. It's how um, it's how Michelangelo got the gig, the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, that that was his kind of his, his interview, and he just yeah. went in and drew a perfect circle. And he's like, yeah. "This is what imagine 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 me painting God." You know, yeah. This is how good my circles are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a really it's a it's an interesting thing. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic to approach with, like what Al is saying. The keep it simple, stupid thing is not yeah. for lack of pre-thought. You even yeah. said it on the last episode, you know, Einstein would spend 55 minutes of an hour thinking about the problem yeah. and yeah. then five minutes on the solution. But it's simplicity gets such a negative connotation sometimes in yeah. the maker community in terms of products and things like that. You look at Ikea and people go, oh, the furniture is so simple and it goes together and it serves a purpose and it's very and minimalistic it and everything, but it's yeah. Works is in quotation marks pretty hard, but simple furniture doesn't lack quality or it doesn't lack pre-thought simple execution of a tool. Like you say for an ax is pre-thought. There's a ton yeah. of preparation and, and execution that goes into creating something simple. It is difficult to make simple and effective it is so much more difficult than making a, a ferrari with a gigantic engine on it could effectively be a triangle on wheels and be faster than that car but they gotta yeah. make it look nice and put leather yeah. seats in it and yeah you know whatever kind of technologies that go into it but really it's like you want to make the fastest car make it a torpedo yeah, and exactly. put it on wheels. It's kind of back to what we were talking about earlier, actually, with Steve's Land Rover. It was yeah, <laughs> this is pre-show talk, pre-show yeah, talk for the boys. Um, there's a reason that 
it's the same model of Land Rover that it has been for sixty years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it works and it's perfect, and it didn't, yeah. didn't need to change it. And you know, it's the kind of pinnacle of engineering. You know, yeah. so it, it it yes, it's simple, but it doesn't mean that it, that it's not perfect. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing is what, what I love about Land Rover is, is the fact that the amount of times you'll go to um, like off road shows and things like that, and they'll have all these really fancy um, uh, modern trucks and things with all kinds of attachments on them. But the recovery truck... Heated seats. Heated seats. <laughs> but the recovery truck... Backlit is, Rolexes. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> the recovery truck is always just a, a simple, basic Land Rover because they fucking work. Like, yeah. you, you don't need yeah. to dick around with them. But, I mean, it, it's funny you say that uh, keep it simple stupid was a, a mantra that you were using in uh, your design job because when I was doing um, coding... That was the same mantra we had. And you can write code to do almost anything. Um, but when you're writing it, you, you what you tend to do is you tend to go, oh, well, I need something to do this. So you just go off and you write that little bit of code. Oh, well, it needs to do this as well. So you go off and you write another bit of code over there. And then you write another bit of code over there to do that and another bit over there. And you end up with this spider's web of, yeah. of random little snippets of code that all kind of work together. But if one of them fails, then that's it. You're fucked. You can't um, find your way back. You know, Yeah. Exactly, and like any anyone that goes in uh, after you hasn't got a clue where anything is because it's all all over the place. And it's all named ridiculously and things like that. And and we used to 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 basically say to people like the sim- the best code is the simplest. Like yeah. if you can if you've got something that's that you if you've written like three hundred lines of code, if you can get that down to thirty lines of code, then you're a good programmer. Just because you've written a lot doesn't mean that you're good. Like the best code is always the simplest, but. Yeah, well, and I have to do a callback to what you said earlier. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh my god, it's it's zero. All right, event, event horizon. We're not talking about dimensionality <laughs> and, and <laughs> astrophysics. I'm talking about just yeah. <laughs> generic analogy. This ship is fucked. Oi. <laughs> so I've always always kept that. I know it's a really overused uh, kind of mantra as well, but. But it's overused because it works and it's true well, and it's yeah, simple. Don't, why overcomplicate things? And there's constantly education along the way just because you look at it as this analogy of like the straight line. I have a start and I have a finish and go. There could be 500 different points on that, but you're still going down the same path. You <laughs> yeah. know? No one, like you said, with the squiggly line all over the place, just, just because you can you know, forge weld steel in a perfect pattern that makes a rose that's beautiful it is beautiful that you know the metal that well and you know how to stack it and you've done all this research and everything the pre-thought of that is absolutely amazing but if you do that and then make it into an axe head and then put high cheeks on it and then grind it out and then beard it and then put a aged something or other type of wood on the handle i don't want to touch it anymore at that point it's a work of art you know And, and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing to be said uh in a condescending way about making something artful you know, no, if you're putting yeah, yeah. that much work into it to be respected as all of this work and all of this details, it absolutely should be. Yeah. But if your if your point A is to make an axe and your point Z, even if there's fifty steps along the way, or Sorry. I guess it would be twenty five along the way, but it why wouldn't <laughs> you just make the functional thing you set out for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is it's like like you said with the circles, making a one-off individual really beautiful handcrafted axe or whatever smack. is 
SPACs, SPACs. Is, SPACs. is impressive and it's it's great and everything. But what's more impressive is for someone to be able to do 50 of the same acts or the same whatever in quick succession and it all be they all be identical like that's really fucking difficult because yeah. one of the things that you'll notice and it, it, this happens a lot in the maker community is the fact that <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, uh, sorry one of the things that happens a lot in the maker community is the fact that um, you'll get people that are doing uh, they'll, they'll be making something and they'll make a slight mistake and then they'll that'll become a design feature because they're not doing the 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 simple thing and like and that's perfectly fine to do but it's not always necessary and like and, and you can see that if you and i don't mean this to sound like that is a bad thing to do at all because everyone makes mistakes it, it happens um but it, 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 having something that's overly complicated can be a way to to basically hide the fact that you perhaps can't do the simple thing yeah. Um, and it's it's like a blacksmith making a nail is the simplest thing that a blacksmith can do is doing a taper but fuck me there's so many guys that can't do it and they can't get it right I can barely fucking get it right half the time and and it is it's, it's a really really simple process but that doesn't mean that it's not difficult and I think that's what a lot of people um, kind of don't appreciate they, they want to jump ahead and do something really um really impressive and fancy and have like all these nice twists and curls and and things rather than just spending the time and, and doing something that that's simple and that works yeah so I'll, I'll be throwing this at al towards the end of it but <laughs> it's it's so often especially in in our generation um i feel like it's it, that's definitely a perspective thing but the expectations to to hit the finish line yeah. have that we've even talked about it before those those wins you know quick wins are one thing it's another thing entirely to like constantly be fighting to get appreciated or or to get noticed for your craft um but the old school way of doing things and i think we're all you know people that abide by this or at least believe in it but you didn't walk in to be a carpenter and go Right, I'm going to build an axe. Or I'm going to build a house, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about axes too much. <laughs> so you didn't walk into a master carpenter shop and go, all right, my first project's going to be building a house. Yeah. That's that's not it. They would make you hand nail a few boards together to see if your hammer strikes were even good enough. Or could you plain wood? Yeah. Could you set a foundation properly? You know, And with something like Al being in... in food service or being a chef you don't get to start off making the most complicated thing on the menu they want to know that you can prep a salad correctly or yeah. plate something correctly so that it looks right and like you were saying steve if if you can't make a nail or if you can't make a salad you know that should be the simplest thing on the menu why why yeah. should i and and you should be able to do it 50 times the exact same way so that yeah. it's you should have pride in the fact that you're that good at the simple stuff you know and al i'm sure you have i don't know i'm sure there's there's something to be said about your starting out versus where you ended up with that job yeah big time and and i i don't want to sound like fucking tim sway you know i don't want to be the guy that's like oh i remember when i was in a band it's like <laughs> remember when i was a chef and um, but you've you've hit the nail on the head uh pun intended steve nail <laughs> yeah the um basically i i kind of got out of the the catering game um 
around the kind of time that it was all starting to kick off on television with TV chefs and celebrity chefs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I I worked in places that were kind of I was lucky enough to work in places that was all kind of real French traditional cuisine. You know, real basic stuff like, like you what? know, so you had food. like a rat on your head that pulled your hair. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, obviously, basically, it was, it was ratatouille. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it was actually a, um, my autobiography. Yeah. Um, my mum used to call me rats. Weirdly enough, um, <laughs> that's a different story. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, but 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 cooking is the same as everything. So like, it, all I see now is like people smearing shit everywhere and like foams and serving stuff on stupid slates and just basically misdirection to try yeah. and get away from the fact that they couldn't cook uh, the perfect beef consomme. Yeah, you know they didn't know how to do a potato fondant is like perfectly so they just do things that basically confuse you you know um heston blumenthal the shit out of stuff because yeah uh, using technology and using obscure ingredients is way easier than actually perfecting the simple things that have that have been done through generations for hundreds of years yeah. um for one reason and that's because it works and it's and it tastes nice yeah. you know there's a reason that things are simple it's because it's the lowest com- common denominator and it's why certain ingredients work together if you start fucking around with it yeah. same with same with making if you start you know mixing up your 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 ingredients in terms of um the materials that you use it works to an extent but if it's just random and there's no thought process gone into it it ain't simple and you're going to come into like shortfalls yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's it's even down to like just making a sandwich. Like, if you're a oh, chef, sandwich. I love sandwiches. I fucking love sandwiches. But <laughs> if but if you're a chef, you should be able to make you should be able to make a, a, an amazing sandwich. That's... Just sorry, can I just put it right to yeah, everyone yeah. on planet Earth? Right, sandwiches are food, so season them like you would any other food. Right, nobody seasons sandwiches, and it pisses me off. If you're gonna make me a sandwich, fucking season it like you would everything else. Uh, you you would love my sandwiches because because I, I don't eat bread very often because um, it fucks with my stomach. But I love like proper good fresh bread, especially if I've cooked oh. it myself. And uh, like the, my favourite sandwich of all time is cheese and ham, but with salt and pepper on it. So simple, so simple. Yeah, yeah. jambon so simple. fromage, simple. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, but that's the thing. It's like oh, if you look in, uh, if you go into Tesco's or anywhere like that. Um, if you look at the sandwiches in there, they've always got the super simple ones that are just mm. ham and cheese because the classics. They're, cl- they're classics because they fucking work and they are simple. Like you've got all these fucking fancy ones that come and go that are like char grilled aubergine testicles and whatever, and like that are really really fancy and really specialised. But they they'll come and go because they they're not simple. They don't. That's not what people want. But it's trendy. Yeah. But going back to completely back to what Brett was saying earlier on, sorry, um, about uh, people like not going into a carpenter's shop and and expecting to um, build a house on your first day. At the same time, like I've had bosses um, in all of my jobs that haven't been able to do what they're telling me to do, and I, in, to some degree in in like IT, that's kind of understandable, but. But like uh, I've had it on the door, and I've had it when I've been working in bars and stuff like that. And as far as I'm concerned, if if you can't pour a pint, you shouldn't be telling me how to pour a pint. Um, and yes, that is the most simple thing that you're doing on a bar. But yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, Brad, you go ahead. Well, that's, <laughs> no, that's just we've brought it up, you know, in past episodes, and it happens so often nowadays. And it's kind of like a, what I was saying earlier: the expectations of 
hitting the finish line quickly, especially when you're in an office job or, or yeah. working for a business and, and not doing like making full time. You can do it to yourself. Sometimes, you know, it, you can self-impose these things that are yeah. a little unreasonable, you know, because you're, you're not there yet. Um, but when it comes to a boss or, or a coworker or something, having these expectations for you to create, make, do a task, whatever it is, without actually having any knowledge of how that's done, it's what ends up causing a lot of issues, right, with, with butting heads with your coworkers or your yeah. superiors because you end up having this disdain for them almost immediately or this, this gut reaction is just, well, they don't know how hard my job is and, yeah. you know, because they don't even know how to do it. Well, yeah, that's pretty typical and that exists a lot now in business. But the keep it simple stupid that we keep harking on this episode is it, it becomes such a problem in a, in a situation like that uh, where yeah. you would like to make your work simple. Somebody's overcomplicated it for you. You know, you want to hit the end goal. You want to approach it very methodically and, and knock it out of the park. How would you guys solve that problem of when we're talking about making, it's one thing because we're in charge of it. Right. Yeah. We are telling ourselves to keep it simple, stupid. How do you do that when you're working? Because you guys have, you know, desk jobs and I don't. So <laughs> I don't feel like I'm the right one to speak on this. But what do you guys feel about, you know, when when a project gets put on you by yeah. somebody else? Yeah. I mean, tell, telling telling someone to, to do it more simply is the most difficult thing in the world. Yeah. Like, just do do it better. <laughs> do it good you yeah. know it's like telling someone not to be upset oh don't be don't be upset it's it's it's, it's impossible um i mean for just from a purely like base graphic design level the first thing i'll do any job i get is just strip strip shit out like what's the what's the simplest form that i can look at this brand mvp and st- and st- yeah exactly and still understand what's going on like coca-cola you know silhouette of a bottle straight away I understand that that's that brand you know how yeah if, if you just strip things away you know what are the core elements of, of what you're trying to communicate and I think that goes beyond branding I think that could work for anything music you know sim- simple chords that can just personify a song and you can yeah. you know even a drum beat you know um what what is the, the the three things that you could take away that actually just sum it up in 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 in, in its most pure simple elemental form um and I don't know if that's the same kind of thing in IT, Steve. Maybe kind yeah. of process and, and and programming makes it a little bit more complicated because you're kind of stuck in other people's I mean, criteria. But the thing is, is I, I know I shouted out MVP for people that aren't aware. MVP is minimum viable product, um, and that gets banded around a lot in IT, especially when you're developing new tools and new applications, because it's it is very much like right. What is the absolute bare minimum that this can be to work let's get that right and then expand on it from there and you you do you start off with the simplest things and and, i mean i'm quite lucky working in not only in it like in in the development side of things because that that is a culture that's um that's encouraged like nowadays you're not expected to build a monolithic program before you put it out you're expected to build the bare minimum get that out get that working and stable and then right let's build on top of that and yeah. and expand on and on top of that and i think if you if you're going for less than 
the simplest solution that's a good way to do it is to start with the simplest thing and build on it from there um and and i mean even from like when i'm working in in the blacksmithing shop like we're the same like if if we're doing something and alex says to me right can you do this make this thing and this is how i want you to make it if i turn around to him and the the best question that i can ever ask is always why because if i if i can if i can suggest to him a quicker you're that guy aren't you (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like if i can if i can then back that up with a why not do it like this because it's quicker like as far as i can see that's that's quicker and simpler and if it is then brilliant he'll turn around and say actually yeah i didn't even think of that and i'm very very lucky to work with someone that's that's understanding like that um if however there's a reason that it's not done like that because yeah doing it like that is going to break it or whatever he'll he'll say oh no it's because of this this and this Yeah, yeah and and i think if you can kind of encourage that um that kind of communication in whether it's in your day job or whether you know you're working with um friends on a project or whatever like it's just um making sure you can have an open discussion about it um i mean like we we talked earlier just about like kind of i don't want to sound like an old curmudgeon like oh uh, everything now is too complicated bloody youth of today I mean, yeah. it's it's that's not the not, case. That's not it's not the case at all. Like, yeah. simplicity can can go hand in hand with innovation. If you look yeah. at like one of the show's heroes, Elon Musk, yeah, and what he's he's trying to achieve throughout his life, like you know, people are paying with money. This is ridiculous. It's how they've been doing it for thousands of years. I want to change that. Yeah, you know, invent PayPal. I want a, a system where people can just like pay, no matter what the currency, no matter what the country they're in, pay. You know. Yeah. We're driving around in explosive vehicles filled with uh, uh, millions of years old fossil fuel um, that has to explode so many times a second just so we can make things spin round. And you know, yeah. thousands of moving parts is like I just want an electric vehicle that's yeah. simple, you know. And and I've removed all these parts. Suddenly we've got space inside it. If you've been inside a Tesla, yeah. fuck me. Yeah, there's so awesome. much space in there yeah. because he's simplifying things. It sounds from the outset, it seems like he's complicating things because yeah. he's. he's He's treading new ground. You know, I want to travel supersonic from one city to another city. All right, let's get up in thirty thousand feet in the air and and again get in explosive things and it's really yeah. dangerous. No, let's build tunnels that go from A to B, <laughs> right? And we yeah. can travel at the same speed and get there just as fast. But no one has to go into space to do it. Yeah, and it's just like he's 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 simplifying things, and it's the, it's an it's a new approach to yeah. age old problems that have actually been overcomplicated through so many people being involved, and it sometimes does take that fresh pair of eyes. Yeah, and and just to nail that home, I I I love that you called out Elon Musk because that was kind of where my thought process was with this whole. Um, you know, looking at somebody that overcomplicates things or, or the perception is that we're all going, oh, you know, when I was young, we had to start from the beginning and make nails by hand. That's absolutely not the case. You, you utilize the tools that you have on hand. Elon yeah. Musk has technology and money that he's built and developed over years and years and years to then execute on a simplistic manner. You know, it looks complicated from the outside because it's all this technology and wires and batteries and all these kind of things. But get down to the, you know, the minimum viable product to call it back yeah. on what you guys were saying. If you're in the makerspace and you're looking at how the makerspace works, look at Berkey using the shaper. Yeah. A CNC machine, the one that we have in our shop, is 
gigantic. There's 15 cables running <laughs> out of it. It's huge, and you know it's very cool. And Jim has done some amazing things on it already, and he's just now getting started on it. But look at a shaper. Yeah, it's in your hands. It fits in a box. It does basically everything that that gigantic machine will do. It's just simplified. Yeah. It doesn't even, even from perception standpoint, it looks like it wouldn't be able to achieve the same thing. But that's somebody taking it a step beyond and going, yeah, I know you guys want these big 5 by 10 flatbeds, but I could build a thing in yeah. a box yeah. that you could carry with you. Use your hands instead of using the cables and that. It's outrageous. Yeah. I mean... This is not. There is no statement. I don't think. I think all three of us would agree. This is not a statement on, on everything has to be done the old way where you, you no. know, start as an apprentice and no, build your way up. No, 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 no. If you're ready to approach building a house and you walk into a carpenter's shop and go, I can build a house. Yeah. All you got to do is show me. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that person that has that confidence to come in and say that will not only build that damn house, <laughs> they'll build it better, more efficient. Yeah. Less cost, all these kinds of things. And then the one thing that comes out of that is the old guy who's the curmudgeon that will look at it. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. You know, I, yeah. I wouldn't have done it that way. I bet your floor doesn't hold. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll put an elephant in here tomorrow. And I guarantee you. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody thinks for a second that we're um, staunch traditionalists that, that only wants to do things the old way. But I mean, because you guys saying about Elon Musk, like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Apple. But you look at Apple products, like the iPhone, for example, is taking is a huge step forward from a traditional um, uh, mobile phone, like an old old school mobile phone with all the buttons and everything like that. It just it's has a, one. It's button. a small laptop. Let's not yeah, be around the bush. Exactly. <laughs> but but the fact like the when the, the iPhone first came out, it was a huge step forward in technology, but it was just making it all really really simple um and keeping that idea of of keeping things as as simple as they can be doesn't necessarily mean that you can't advance it's just okay what's the next step forwards well rather than putting loads of bells and whistles on it let's just do something that works and works well and that that's the thing i think to to kind of wrap this up is if if you're going to do anything worry about doing it simply and well before you worry about doing it in a fancy, complicated way. Yeah. So. It's almost gone full circle. <laughs> Using bots of the segways now. <laughs> uh, that 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 was uh, that was spiffing. So uh, so why don't we move on to. <laughs> Cool, right, uh, let's go for the spiffies then. Uh, this week I'm going to go first and I'm going to go for um, Pip Wilcox, who I shouted out on my Instagram um, the other day, but basically Pip is a ceramicist that I have first heard about on the Makers Broadcast podcast um which is really worth checking out if you want to hear a bit more about um uh, some uk makers really really interesting piece um and it's it's not just uh, like woodworking makers as well there's there's um alex that i work for did a base piece there's ceramicists there's a um oak weaving person and all sorts it's really really cool 
But anyway, uh, yeah, the reason I'm picking Pip is because not only is she just a wonderful, open, honest, lovely person um, who is open is probably the best word I can use to describe her. Like if you follow her Instagram, she's she talks about um, herself and her life and how um, getting involved in making really, really um, saved her life. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but she also makes uh, the ceramics that she makes are very simplistic. Um, there's no bright colours or anything like that. It's it's almost exclusively just white glazed. Um, and she'll make um, she'll make a pot, and then it's just a few like carvings of clay out of the the form that she's made to give a very very simple pattern. But it just so effective and works so so well. Um, and yeah, they end up looking absolutely stunning. Um, so I would say that Pip is very much a spiffing person. Awesome. Very nice. So I will go next. Um, I actually got to meet him for the first time at the Power Hammer weekend. But Eric from Hand Tool Rescue is spiffing. And uh, as far as how it ties into this episode... The guy's a total goofball, and he's awesome, and he's, <laughs> you know, he's his channel is growing, he's doing really well, but what he does is he's an absolute uh, antique toolophile, whatever yeah. that would be referred to as, but he loves the simplistic nature of all these old tools. You know, a lot of them were unitaskers, which personally I, I tend to have a little bit of a problem with if I can't use something in, in a couple of different ways, but... Uh, he loves old tools and he knows so many different things about these old machines and old yeah. tools and his entire channel is dedicated to restoring these old tools because he has an appreciation for things that are a little bit more visceral or things yeah. that are, you know, the old ways that tools were made before they went to crap, you know. <laughs> they may be big and bulky and a little cumbersome, but uh, we had a few talks about you know the simplistic nature of how a hay trolley worked which was one of his most recent videos it's just it's it's simple machinery right yeah. it's a gravity and the hooks and the way that it swings it's he is spiffing his channel is great it's got a lot of weird kind of buildery asmr to it too steve so. yeah <laughs> i must admit it's one of those channels that i i really have to be careful when i'm watching it because because the videos are, are all uh, fairly long, like they're, they're not they're five like 30 minutes, minutes long, yeah. But oh my god, it's so easy to just binge watch it and not realize that three hours has gone by, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, and he's just he's a genuinely he's an awesome dude, so he's spiffing, awesome, cool. Al, what about you? So I'm gonna keep it along the lines of simple um, and I'm going to deploy a little bit of nepotism here, it's not really my brother but he is kind of my brother um, it's a guy called Will Prince, um, it's a friend of mine and he's an illustrator uh, and Will's got a really unique style of illustrating um, he, he started out um, believe it or not drawing pictures in Microsoft Word <laughs> Brilliant. Talk about using the right tool for the job. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know there were drawing functions in Microsoft Word, but he just did it anyway. And then I think he, uh, he evolved into Microsoft Paint uh, and, then, and then eventually into Photoshop. And, you know, now he kind of does stuff digitally on tablets and things like that. But um, yeah. since the beginning, his style has not changed. His, his vision and his passion has not changed. He, he does a lot of work um, of R&B artists. 
Nice. Um, he's kind of he, that's his whole kind of deal. He loves that culture. He loves kind of the all the um, the fashion that goes with it as well, and the music. Um, and he does some fantastic portraits. A couple of the things he's done has been picked up by some of the artists that he's done. I think he's even done like some album covers for people. Yeah. Um, but he's amazing. But he's just recently done a, a, a TV commercial with Puma. Um, with some footballers where he's basically been uh, illustrating the footballer live while he was doing like um, some tricks and keepy ups and stuff awesome. it's a really cool advert so just check it check out his Instagram it's probably the best place to find him yeah um, his website is a bit ropey mainly because I helped him build it <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah go, go and check out Will Prince Art all one word on, um, on 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 Instagram yeah cool and there will be a link in the shows for that but that sounds awesome man. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that yeah, out it's cool a really, really unique style. I've never seen anything like it, but it's um, it's got a flavour, and you kind of you, you you you'll fall in love with it as soon as you see yeah. it. Yeah, cool. Uh, right. Unless anybody has any other shout-outs or any insults to throw at random people or anything like that. <laughs> no. Cool. Uh, right. In that case, uh, we'll see you all or speak to you all next week. Oh, sorry, Chuck. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no, we need... thirteen. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Doesn't matter. Keep, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. It's Golden Spade 13. Moonshine Matter works. You use Google. We're, we're all there. It's fine. Uh, cool. Uh, leave us a review. Join the Facebook group. Do all that. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.